In today's world, burnout is a reality for millions. It is not uncommon that working adults report feeling overwhelmed and drained by their professional lives. This isn't just a personal crisis, it's a public health issue. But the good news is, it doesn't have to be this way. Hey there, go-getters. Welcome to the self-care and hustle journey. Meet your host, Nestle. Here, she pairs your ambitions with well-being for a life in harmony. Forget the all-work, no-play mantra. We're about that real work-life rhythm that sings to the tune of your personal beat. Ready for insights that will transform your daily hustle? Well, you're in the right place. This podcast brings you real stories, straightforward tips, and the tools for balance. We're not just dreaming big, we're living well. Join her in redefining success, where your hustle hugs health. It's time to feel good, do good, and strike that perfect harmony. This journey is all about making the good life your everyday life. Are you ready? Settle in and let's dive into this episode. Have you ever felt like you're just running on empty? Like your job is a never-ending marathon with no finish line in sight? You're not alone. Let me tell you a story. There was once a teacher named Emily. She loved her job and loved her students, but over time, the endless grading, the parent meetings, and the administrative demands started to wear her down. She found herself dreading Mondays, feeling irritable and exhausted. She was suffering, and she didn't even realize it. That's until one day, a simple conversation changed everything. Your job is a part of your life, not the other way around. All right, let's dive in. When we talk about occupational self-care, what comes to mind? Maybe it's taking a day off when you're feeling overwhelmed, or perhaps it's as simple as decorating your desk with photos that make you smile. But occupational self-care goes much deeper than that. It's about creating a sustainable way of working that nourishes, rather than depletes you. It's time to take back control and find joy in what we do. Let's get back to Emily's story. Emily, our overworked teacher, had a turning point during a parent-teacher conference. She met a parent who happened to be a psychologist specializing in workplace well-being. This parent noticed Emily's signs of burnout and recommended a few strategies. Simple things like taking short breaks throughout the day, practicing mindful breathing during stressful moments, and setting clear boundaries between work and personal life. These might sound basic, but the impact? Huge. Within weeks, Emily noticed a change. She felt more present, both at work and at home. She started enjoying her job again. This transformation wasn't magic. It was the power of occupational self-care in action. But don't just take Emily's word for it. Implementing regular self-care practices can reduce stress, improve focus, and enhance overall job satisfaction. This isn't just good for employees. It's good for businesses, too. A happy employee is a productive employee, after all. Now, you might be thinking, that's great for Emily, but what about me? I'm not a teacher. I work in tech, healthcare, or finance. Here's the thing. Occupational self-care is universal. It's about adapting these principles to fit your unique work situation. And that's what we're going to explore next. Every job has its unique challenges and stressors. What works for a teacher might not work for a software developer or a nurse. But the core principles of occupational self-care, they're applicable everywhere. Let's take, for example, someone working in tech. The challenges here might include long hours in front of a computer, dealing with tight deadlines, and perhaps a competitive work environment. So, how can someone in this field practice occupational self-care? 
It could be as simple as setting reminders to take regular breaks away from the screen, using ergonomically designed furniture, or engaging in team-building activities that foster a supportive work culture, or consider a healthcare professional. The emotional toll of caring for others, especially in high-stress environments like hospitals, can be immense. For them, self-care might involve debriefing sessions with colleagues, seeking professional mental health support, or engaging in hobbies that provide a mental break from their work responsibilities. The key is customization. It's about finding what works for you in your profession and making it a regular part of your work life. And remember, it's okay to start small. Small changes can lead to big results over time. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty, the everyday practices that can transform your work life. These aren't just theories. They're practical, doable strategies that you can start today. First up, let's talk about breaks. I know, I know. When you're swamped with work, taking a break might feel like the last thing you should be doing. But there's a mountain of research showing the benefits of taking short, regular breaks throughout the day. Even a five-minute walk every hour can significantly boost your mood and concentration. So, set a timer, get up, stretch, walk around, or just gaze out the window. Your brain will thank you. Let's talk about the big one, stress management. Stress is inevitable, but it doesn't have to control you. Simple techniques like deep breathing, mindfulness, and even quick meditative exercises can work wonders. Some apps offer short guided sessions that you can do even during your busiest days. And the best part, you don't need to be a meditation expert to benefit from these. Another key strategy is setting boundaries. This is especially crucial in our hyper-connected world where work can follow you everywhere. It's important to draw a line, whether it's turning off work emails after hours or having a dedicated no-work-talk time at home. Remember, being always on doesn't mean you're productive. Often, it's quite the opposite. And let's not forget about the physical aspect. Your workspace, whether it's at the office or home, plays a huge role in your well-being. Ergonomics isn't just a fancy word. It's about ensuring your work environment supports your physical health. From your chair to your keyboard, small adjustments can make a big difference. And don't underestimate the power of a plant or two. Studies have shown that having greenery in your workspace can reduce stress and boost creativity. These strategies are just the tip of the iceberg, but they're a great place to start. Remember, these small changes add up to a big impact on your overall well-being. Implementing these strategies sounds great in theory, but what about the real-world challenges? Time constraints, demanding work environments, and unsupportive management are real obstacles that many of us face. So, how do we navigate these? First, let's address time. I don't have time for self-care is something I hear often, but here's a different perspective. Can you afford not to make time? Even the busiest schedules can accommodate small acts of self-care. It might mean re-evaluating your priorities or getting creative with your time management, but it's possible, and the payoff is huge. Then there's the issue of workplace culture. If you're in an environment that doesn't prioritize well-being, being the first to advocate for change can be tough. Start small. Maybe propose a regular wellness moment during meetings or suggest a dedicated quiet space for breaks. Change often starts with one voice, and that voice can be yours. Lastly, let's talk about mindset. Sometimes the biggest barrier to self-care is our perception. We might feel guilty or think it's not necessary. But remember, taking care of yourself isn't a luxury. It's essential. You can't pour from an empty cup, as they say. The question now is, how do we make these changes last? How do we turn these practices into habits that stand the test of time? Routines aren't just about time. They're also about mindset. 
It's about shifting your perspective to see self-care as an integral part of your workday, not just an add-on. When you start viewing taking care of yourself as part of your job, it becomes non-negotiable. Another crucial element is flexibility. Your self-care needs might change over time, and that's okay. Be open to adjusting your routines as your work and life evolve. What works today might not work a year from now, and adapting to these changes is a part of the process. Lastly, remember to celebrate your wins, no matter how small. Did you take a five-minute break to breathe today? That's a win. Did you set boundaries and log off on time? Another win. Celebrating these moments reinforces the importance of what you're doing and keeps the momentum going. As we come to the end of today's episode, I want you to think about one small step you can take this week to start or enhance your self-care journey. Your well-being is not just a personal asset. It's a professional one, too. Take care of yourself, and you'll see the ripple effects in every area of your life. Until next time. Remember, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, no matter how small. You've got this. And just like that, we've reached the end of our time together today on Self-Care and Hustle Journey. Big thanks for joining Nestle. She's been honored to share this time with you. If today's conversation sparked something inside, hit that like and subscribe for more uplifting stories and tips. Your support means the world and helps spread this message of balanced living far and wide to more incredible listeners like you. Craving more? Don't forget to visit www.nestlecream.co.uk for even more resources and tools that will help you craft the harmonious life you're dreaming of. Until next time, keep nurturing your health, embracing the hustle, and remember, the good life is not just a dream, it's your reality waiting to unfold. So take care and let's make it happen. We'll see you in the next episode.